Hi, this is Dr. Laurie Santos. In a world that sometimes feels uncertain, there are beacons of hope in your neighborhood. Introducing Neighbor to Neighbor, a California volunteers network. We believe that the people living all around you are your best bet at creating meaningful social bonds and preparing you for the next big weather event. Whether it's lending a helping hand to a neighbor in need or standing together in times of natural disaster, Neighbor to Neighbor empowers you to grow your community. Visit caneighbors.com to learn how you can build a more connected community. Neighbor to Neighbor. It takes a neighborhood. Hi, this is Dr. Laurie Santos. In a world that sometimes feels uncertain, there are beacons of hope in your neighborhood. Introducing Neighbor to Neighbor, a California volunteers network. We believe that the people living all around you are your best bet at creating meaningful social bonds and preparing you for the next big weather event. Whether it's lending a helping hand to a neighbor in need or standing together in times of natural disaster, Neighbor to Neighbor empowers you to grow your community. Visit caneighbors.com to learn how you can build a more connected community. Neighbor to Neighbor. It takes a neighborhood. Hi, this is Dr. Laurie Santos. In a world that sometimes feels uncertain, there are beacons of hope in your neighborhood. Introducing Neighbor to Neighbor, a California volunteers network. We believe that the people living all around you are your best bet at creating meaningful social bonds and preparing you for the next big weather event. Whether it's lending a helping hand to a neighbor in need or standing together in times of natural disaster, Neighbor to Neighbor empowers you to grow your community. Visit caneighbors.com to learn how you can build a more connected community. Neighbor to Neighbor. It takes a neighborhood. What is up, Pittsburgh Steelers fans, and welcome back to another episode of Let's Ride, your Monday, Wednesday, and Friday morning podcast right here on the Steel Curtain Network, which is a part of the Fans First Sports Network. Folks, thank you for taking the time, as you always do, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday morning, listening to me spout off about nonsense. I do thank every single one of you. The Ride or Die crew is the absolute best, and we have a lot to discuss today. Not only are we going to talk about the Steelers' rebuild, we are going to talk to Jeremy Jerome Betts in the second half of the All Bets Are Off segment. Maybe talk about some previewing of the Super Bowl. And we're going to finish with a very special heart to heart. So as we always do, we start off with the news. And there really hasn't been a lot of news. If I'm being completely honest, since the last time we spoke, that's the, the only the, the hiring of Arthur Smith that we which is still not official. By the time of this being recorded, it has not been made official by the Pittsburgh Steelers. I did hear some rumors. This is not from our source. I saw it online. Take that with a grain of salt that supposedly Arthur Smith was thinking about going down to Atlanta and not, I'm sorry, not Atlanta to Tampa Bay. And they, Mike Tomlin stepped in and they got a deal done. I guess it's, it's weird. We don't know. We don't know. My guess is that Arthur Smith has to come into Pittsburgh. He has to sign on the dotted line and then they'll make it official. But boy, would it be crazy if all of a sudden the rug got pulled out here and everyone's planning and preparing. And we've got Coach KT Smith on our YouTube channel doing breakdowns of Arthur Smith's run game, and it doesn't pan out. I don't think that's going to happen. Nonetheless, we will keep you updated right here at Steel Curtain Network and SteelCurtainNetwork.com. So with that, with no news, let's get right into this thing. I've had a lot of questions the last few mailbags about the rebuild. Go back to when Ben Roethlisberger retired. When he retired... I said that the Steelers are entering a rebuild and most people would be, yeah, I agree. Like it, they are having to rebuild. 
And one of the things that was discussed was how long is it going to take? And I always said it's going to take two to three years. And the Steelers are entering year three after that event, Ben Roethlisberger's retirement. So it's important, I think, to go and take a look at the rebuild and ask yourself, and I'm going to be answering this question at the very end of this segment, are the Steelers on, are they on a good pace? Are they still on that two to three years? This is the last year. Remember, what is the rebuild for? It's not to make the playoffs. It's not just to say, oh, wow, we're competitive. No, it's to win a championship. So the question we have to ask is, can they do enough this offseason in free agency and in the draft, and as well as the coaching staff, to get them to being Super Bowl contenders by year's end? Or is it behind schedule? Or is it maybe right on time? We'll see. We're going to go break this thing down. We're going to look at it and say, where is the rebuild as of right now? So I broke this down, offense, defense, and special teams, and I'm looking at it, and I'm saying, okay, heading into the offseason, March 13th is when the new league year begins. Where are the Steelers at this juncture? Before free agency, before the draft, where are they? And so let's start with the most important position in professional sports. That's my personal opinion, and that is a quarterback. So a quarterback, where are they? To me, they are stuck in the mud. Some call it quarterback purgatory. Whatever you want to call it does not matter. They are stuck. So you're stuck with Mason Rudolph finished the season when your first-round draft pick was healthy enough to play, and he's going to be a free agent. If I'm Mason Rudolph, I'm taking the best offer I get. If it's with Pittsburgh, awesome. If it's not with Pittsburgh, I'm going to move on to greener pastures. But I'm going to get the best deal that I can get. Because let's not forget, he was a free agent last offseason and got zero offers until the Steelers brought him back as a quarterback three. So I think they're stuck. They are have to, they have to pin their hopes on Kenny Pickett's improvement. They have to pin their hopes on Kenny Pickett being able to maybe just resurrect his career. I hate saying that because I don't feel like he took a huge step backwards. Dave Schofield, he he admonished me on his Stat Geek podcast a couple weeks ago saying that he didn't take a step backwards. He just did not take a giant step forward. He kind of just stayed the same. But that's not what you want to see either. You want to see market improvement from your rookies, and that includes your quarterback. So I think they're stuck in the mud. And that's going to be something we're going to constantly come back to as we still try to answer the question about this rebuilding process. But let's move on. Wide receivers and tight ends. I do think the Steelers need another wide receiver. Allen Robinson is not going to be back on his current deal. And I honestly don't know if I want him back on a decreased deal. He had a willingness to block. That's great. He had decent catch radius, but he wasn't explosive. I want another wide receiver. Maybe this is a rookie in the NFL draft. Maybe it's a veteran. I don't care where it comes from. They need another wide receiver. I do like the tight ends they have in Pat Fryermuth, Darnell Washington, Connor Hayward. I think they're fine in that regard. Hot Rod, uh, Rodney Williams, I think was his last name, if I remember correctly. That's a good group. That is a good group. I have no issues with the tight end. They do need another wide receiver. Running backs, I Najee Harris and Jalen Warren are fine. That is a good group. Do you want a third down back or a third back, I should say, because Jalen Warren's typically the third down back? Yeah, you could get that. Maybe it's Anthony McFarland if he could ever stay healthy. Uh, maybe it's someone else. Maybe you take hope for another undrafted rookie like Jalen Warren to stand out and say, ah, the, this guy will come in and make a difference. I don't know, but I like the running back situation. The offensive line, 
We know about the center position definitely needs an upgrade. And they also need to address offensive tackle. There's been an ongoing debate between those that are down at the senior bowl. Uh, there's been an ongoing debate about those that are looking at free agency about whether they'll target a tackle or a center first. I don't care. I, they need a new center and they need a new tackle. Broderick Jones can play both sides. So whatever tackle you get, whether it's in the draft or in free agency or both, you have to say, okay, which side is he that other, the new acquisition, what is he more comfortable with? And let's move Broderick Jones accordingly. I don't think Broderick Jones stands out as one better is better than the other. And that's kind of what Mike Tomlin said in that end of season press conference that he gave when he was asked about Broderick Jones. So I look at the offense as a whole quarterback is a damning position. And then I look at wide receiver, tight end. Okay. Running backs. Okay. Offensive line, a couple pieces away. There's that one glaring position of quarterback that you watch the playoffs and you're seeing a guy like Patrick Mahomes, who I'm not downgrading Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes is one of the game's best. He is setting new standards at the position, but you're watching him take a subpar Chiefs offense and will his way, will they will their way to, uh, to to getting to the AFC Championship game and then eventually the Super Bowl again. So, okay, let's move on to defense. The defensive backs. The Steelers need to figure out what they're doing at safety. I'm not saying that they need to part ways with a Keanu Neal or a DeMonte Casey. They could, but they need to figure out what they're doing. Because in my opinion, what they did in 2023, it's not, that's not how you use Minka Fitzpatrick. I've always said this. I will go back to the offseason last year when Jeffrey Benedict was still doing the Cutting Room Floor podcast. And when they signed Keanu Neal and they signed DeMonte Casey, he openly said that if they are going to deploy Minka Fitzpatrick, essentially the exact way they did in 2023, he said, you can expect him to have hardly any impact as it pertains to splash plays. And what did we see? Hardly any impact as it pertains to splash plays. He was injured a lot, but they need to figure out what they're doing at safety. And if they're going to put Minka back in that center field role, they need to bring in someone like Terrell Edmonds again and have him back in the fold so that he can be the Robin to the Batman that is Minka Fitzpatrick. That's what they need to figure out. But cornerback is the need. They need another cornerback. I'd say they almost need two. Everyone on, on social media is like, well, what about Corey Trice? You never talk about Corey Trice. What is there to talk about right now? You have an, a, a seventh-round pick that comes in, has a history of injuries, a knee injury, and he re-injures his knee. Should he be healthy enough for this upcoming year? Yes. If he stays healthy, could he be a factor there? Yes. Darius Rush, he's another one. Could he be a factor? He could. But I'm also not going to bank on these guys performing. It's better to have too much than not enough. So if you're going to keep Patrick Peterson, if you're going to have Darius Rush, and you have Corey Trice, and obviously Joey Porter Jr., Levi Wallace is a free agent. He can go and test the waters all he wants. If you have all that stuff happening, then I say at least add one. Whether it's a veteran, I'd love that. Or in the draft, that's fine too. You do have to wonder, what are you going to do if you draft a rookie and you're not going to be able to play him right away? The Steelers need to add to that room. Inside linebacker, there's so many questions. So many questions. You have the knee injury to Cole Holcomb. Cole Holcomb's under contract for the next two years. Quan Alexander is a free agent who's coming off a ruptured Achilles tendon. 
he's not getting younger. That makes it more difficult to come back from these type of injuries. Uh, they, they just don't have a lot of depth. Mark Robinson played okay. Um, Elena Roberts is the best. I love Elena Roberts, but you just need more. You need more. And so when I look at the defense, they need to address that this offseason. And I'm not on that Miles Jack train. I want to get that out of the way right away. I'm not the guy that says, oh, well, Miles Jack played well on the stretch. Let's sign him up for 2024. You might give him a deal if he wants to come back and try it, but I'm also looking in the draft, and I'm not sure I'm dabbling too much in free agency. I'm sick of that testing those waters. Let's get someone in the draft that can come in and play the way they need an inside linebacker to play. So there's so many questions there. Then you go to the outside linebacker, love it. You add Nick Herbig, whether you bring back a Marcus Golden or not, or maybe it's the acquisition of the player. I can't remember his name that they poached off the Ravens when they waived him to make a space for the Mark Andrews. He's an outside linebacker. Maybe that's your fourth player. I love the outside linebacker depth. Not much to talk about there. The defensive line, they need one to two more. They need one to two more. Keanu Benton is going to be a stud in this league. Larry Ogunjobi is coming off a year where he did not play that well. Cam Hayward coming off of an injury-riddled season, and he's getting up there in age. What do you have other than those three? Montrevious Adams is a free agent. Isaiah Loudermilk's never really done much. He's played, but he's never done much. Armand Watts, he's not it. That is not it. DeMarvin Leal might be one of the biggest question marks on this team because he was inactive down the stretch. They didn't even give him a helmet. This guy was a mid-round draft pick. Well, what, what are we doing here? He is a tweener. He always he needs to pick a position. And the Steelers need to give him a position and say, this is what we need you to do. We need you to bulk up. We need you to gain weight. We need you to get stronger. Or we need you to get leaner, and we're going to have you be more of like a an edge setter in a 3-4 scheme. Whatever it is, the defensive line needs a, still some help. So when I look at the defense, get your crap together in the secondary with the defensive backs. Get another corner. Inside linebacker, you got to add at least one. And then outside linebacker and D-line, you add one to the D-line, but that defense has is missing some pieces still, in my opinion. Special teams, let's talk about special teams. Kicker, you're fine. Long snapper, could be an upgrade over Christian Coons, but he's not horrible. Punter, yeah, we need a, yeah, the Steelers need competition at punter. That's, that's to say the least. They need competition, but don't draft one. There's plenty of good punters out there that are floating around the league. Bring in a veteran that can compete with Presley Harvin. So let's look at all of this in its totality. What are we seeing here? Are they ahead of schedule? No, they're not ahead of schedule. If Kenny Pickett was the guy and was the unquestioned guy and was able to go out there and win football games by him, meaning, hey, get on my back, let's go, I'll throw it a bunch, it doesn't matter, I'll will you to victory. Haven't seen that a lot from Kenny Pickett. Instead, we look at the quarterback as this glaring deficiency on the roster. So I can't say that they're ahead of schedule. And the defense has issues too. Let's not pretend that those don't exist. Is it delayed? I'm not willing to say it's delayed. It's not ahead of schedule. It's not delayed. I think it's right on time. And when I say that it's going to take two to three years, that would mean that this would be year three, that next year, so it'd be 2025, the Steelers would be a legitimate contender. But I can't say that it's on time even until they figure out the quarterback position. Because in my opinion, with free agency in the draft, with Andy Weidel and Omar Khan at the helm, I think they can get another wide receiver. I think they'll figure out the offensive line. 
I think they'll figure out the defensive line and even help out in the secondary and inside linebacker. I think they can do that. It's the quarterback position that they need to figure out. That is priority number one. And if they can't figure that out, then it's not going to be ahead of schedule, obviously. It's not going to be right on time. It's going to be delayed. It's going to be delayed. And that's that's not a good place to be. So I think it is right on time. They're going to need another great offseason with Omar Khan and Andy Weidel. We'll be, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. I hope it happens. But there's your update on the Steelers rebuild. When we come back after this break, we're going to have Jeremy Jerome bets on for the All Bets Are Off segment. Stay tuned, folks. We'll be right back. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. What's up, Steeler fans, and welcome back to the second half of the Let's Ride podcast. You know what time it is. It's time for the All Bets Are Off segment with Jeremy Jerome Betts. He's getting ready for the Pro Bowl. What's up, Jeremy? How's it going? <laughs> uh, it's going great, man. Um, I I am pumped for this year's Pro Bowl. It's the game I live for, obviously. Uh, every NFL fan's dream to watch the Pro Bowl. So, uh, yeah, uh, no, not really. Uh, I am excited more about the Super Bowl, excited for the offseason to get into full swing for every team, but we'll see uh, see who they crown champion at the end of the, the season here. It's going to be interesting indeed. We'll talk about that here in a little bit, but ultimately I, w- I want to get your thoughts on the topic I spent the whole first half of the show talking about, and that is the Steelers' rebuild. Now, I put a time frame on it when Ben Roethlisberger retired. I said it's going to take two to three years, and when I talked about the yeah. rebuild, like, what is the end game? The end game for me was you are competing for a Super Bowl, not we're just trying to make the playoffs. We're just trying to win a playoff game. Like you're a legitimate contender. So I gave my answer and said that I think it's on time, but there are still some glaring issues. I want your take. Do you think that it is definitely not ahead of schedule? Do you think it's behind? Do you think it's on time? What are your thoughts and what are your parameters? 
Yeah. So the two to three year time frame, as far as the parameter goes, was exactly what I was looking for as well. You know, maybe by 2024, they're they're ready to compete again for for a championship, at least for a division title. You know, they're they're ready yeah. for that type of 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 realm where if you're winning division, if you're winning your division, you're probably uh, in, in the short list of Super Bowl contenders in the in your conference. So, um, you know, I can they get there in 2024? That would be year three. Um, that is the big question. And I would say they're a little bit behind um, from that perspective. And it, to me, it has to do with the quarterback position more than anything. Um, when you find yourself in quarterback purgatory, and I know you use that same verbiage mm-hmm. in, in one of your articles this week, which is exactly where they're at. They're, they're in that zone where they've got a guy that they want to they want to give a chance to, but they don't really believe in him. Uh, they think he can be good, but is he going to be? It's just a mess there and there's no clear path in 2024 to finding an elite franchise quarterback unless your your rookie that you brought in well not rookie i guess um you know your first round pick that you that you brought in a couple years ago actually makes the leap in year three in a new offensive scheme so i'm going to say they're a little bit behind schedule from my perspective there because i just don't know if they've got the the quarterback i think that defensively and at the skill positions on offense they've got a team that can compete um as far as uh you know winning ball games and being being good enough they're just a quarterback away in my opinion from getting to that next step and uh really starting to contend again for that afc north and then uh an afc championship when i laid it all out there in the first half i i I, offense defense one of the special teams Offense, yes, the quarterback is the most glaring issue. Agree 100%. I looked at the defense, and I saw way more deficiencies than I thought there were going to be. I mean, when you think about the defensive front, Larry Ogunjobi did not have a great season. Not after the contract he was given last offseason. Cam Hayward's not getting younger. We know that. Injury plagued year. Keanu Benton's great, but what do you have behind him? I mean, Isaiah Loudermilk, Armand Watts, DeMarvin Leal was freaking inactive at the end of the season. So I look at that defensive front and think they've got some work to do. Then you go to inside linebacker. What does anyone think of inside linebacker? Atlanta Roberts, Mark Robinson. They're the only two commodities that you can count on being there this year. Quan Alexander is a free agent. Cole Holcomb tore up his knee. Mike Tomlin did not sound very optimistic about him being ready. I don't love how they use Minka Fitzpatrick. They need another cornerback. When I was finished with the first half, and the more I think about it, yes, the quarterback is the most important position on a football team. The defense, they need a lot of work as well. Do you agree or disagree? I agree that the defense needs a lot of work, but I do trust the Steelers' process when it comes to evaluating defensive talent and getting them in a position where they can be around a top 10 unit every year as far as scoring defense goes. And, um, you know, whether or not they'll be special. Uh, is a question, but as uh, when you have T.J. Watt um, and a pass rush that they that they have, then it does kind of hide some of the issues that could be prevailing for many other teams that don't have that superstar player at the second most important position in football behind quarterback, in my opinion. So, um, you know, I think when you look at what the Steelers have as far as draft capital and how they're going to be able to get cap compliant and even create some spending money this this offseason i think that they will have plenty of assets 
with which to improve the defense enough to get it back to where at least it was this last season and, and maybe even a little bit better when you uh, include some of the rookies that are going to continue to get better, continue to grow, um, that are now going into their second year. Um, yeah. And it, I, I do think that they have a process on defense that is that works. It's about this offense to me. It, it, that's the key, in my opinion. And whether they find a system or a quarterback that can take them to the next level and get them into the top half of the league in offense where they're a viable offensive team that other squads have to worry about on a weekly basis. That's a great point. That's a really great point. And yeah, I don't want to spend a ton of time on this because so much is going to change once the free agency begins in March 13th and then the NFL draft and the, the whole roster is going to be shaken up when you think about the unrestricted free agents who might possibly be leaving. You talk about all these different factors here. So let's move on. I want to ask you, though, your thoughts because you haven't done a podcast since it was reported because even at the time of this being recorded, yeah. It's not been made official yet that the Steelers hired Arthur Smith. Everyone and their brother is saying it's a done deal, but it hasn't been made official yet. What's your take on Arthur Smith being the new offensive coordinator? Yeah, so um, it's interesting. We were Andrew and I were working on a podcast this last week talking about our ideal offensive coaching staffs, and then the news broke right after we recorded, and it just didn't work out for us to use that show, so we went a different route. Um, but yeah. the – Going into our my thoughts about Arthur Smith, I think that he the one thing he absolutely does is bring stability to the offensive coordinator position for the Steelers. And that with that stability comes some upside as well, based on what we've seen from him, even in Atlanta. I think when you look at um, some of the efficiency stats were kind of they weren't great, but you still look at the uh, under underlying features of his offense and their NFL caliber, and they have a chance to be successful. Um, the quarterback situation over there, I think was even worse than Pittsburgh's. Um, I think Kenny Pickett is, is better than Desmond Ritter. And I think Mason Rudolph for sure is better than uh, Taylor Heineke and Desmond Ritter, uh, that com conversation there. So when you consider what the Steelers have a chance to bring back at quarterback and maybe even add to, it's going to be a better situation than Smith had in Atlanta. And he's not going to have to worry about all the um, CEO type stuff of being a head coach. So I think that that really opens up what he can do for the offense. I think you're going to see a lot closer to what you saw in Tennessee. Um, if the quarterback play can settle down and, and be a reason that um, the team is successful. And I think that there's a chance for that. So I'm, I'm actually pretty excited about Arthur Smith and I will be interested to see what they do at the assistant coaches um, or the position coaches there. Uh, on offense because uh, personally, I don't think Pat Myers, um, the way he teaches run blocking and the way he teaches blocking altogether fits very well with Arthur Smith. And then I also uh, would love to see them bring in a different quarterbacks coach um, to try to shake that up a little bit as well. We're hearing reports that may not be the case, but I think that you've got to let Arthur Smith run this thing. <laughs> and so if they're not going to do that, then it could be trouble, but you always have an have the thought process going into year one with an offensive coordinator it's kind of a lame duck year on offense if you will because everybody's learning the system they've got to get into the the swing of how this all works and improve so maybe by mid-season they're they're really showing what arthur smith's team can do but we got to be patient well and and i think you know you bring up to go back to the beginning of our conversation you talked about the glaring need a quarterback agree 100 
uh, when you talk about, you know, is Arthur Smith going to be able to cultivate the quarterback, whoever that is for the Steelers? We'll assume Kenny Pickett most likely. Well, let me ask you this question. Do you think that Kenny Pickett, and because the best case scenario for the Steelers, whether people want to admit it or not, is that Kenny Pickett proves himself worthy of being the QB1, plays to that standard, and then you have your quarterback for the foreseeable future. Whether you love him or not, that's the best case scenario for the Steelers. My question for you is, do you think Kenny Pickett could even be a good system quarterback where if Arthur Smith has a system of a strong running game, we're going to attack the middle of the field, use tight ends, use a lot of misdirection at time, different zone concepts in the run game. Do you think Kenny Pickett can thrive in that? I, I do. I think that there's definitely a chance of that. Um, am I confident in it? No, <laughs> but I, I do think that there's a chance. Yeah. And if I were Steelers fans going into the season, I, I think you've got to set your expectations for this. Uh, and and there, it's not going to be that Kenny Pickett's going to all of a sudden be a top 10 quarterback. But if he's, if he shows improvement, if he shows he can get the ball into the end zone, if he shows he can score points, um, then I think that that is what you need out of him this year. And at that point, then you start making decisions. Have we seen enough out of him to continue on with him as our potential franchise guy? Um, and then if not, you you make the decision to move on. If so, then you then you give him his fifth year option, you work him in again and and you've got year two in a in a new system now where everything's going to be a little bit smoother. So um it Steelers fans are going to be impatient with this whole process because it was so bad last year. Um and so that's going to be the tough part. But I think you've got to hang in there. Uh, you've kind of put yourself in the position where you have to hang in there as a team if you're Pittsburgh and see if Kenny or Mason or whoever they bring in um can can um cut the mustard if you will (laughs) yeah it's going to be interesting and it's going to be a rough road and it's going to be there's going to be a lot of questioning uh the Steelers methods and Arthur Smith until we actually see some proof in the pudding and that's not going to happen until freaking August and September and so it's going to be a long road but let's let's do a little we always talk about the NFL in general here Let's talk a little bit about the Super Bowl and what you think about the the game and the matchup. You didn't get your purple team, so I know you were happy because then yes. all the uh, <laughs> the tinfoil hat wearing people that said it's all about the color scheme of the Super Bowl logo. What do you think about Chiefs 49ers 2.0? I think it's a great matchup as far as storylines go. Anytime you get that rematch pretty close to when it happened before, same guys in charge, really the same core pieces of the team. It's got some juice to it. Would I have liked to see some different teams in there? Yeah, I think a lot of people would, but um, but I really do think that this sets up to be a great matchup. Um, I, I am very intrigued about the the Chiefs' defense versus Brock Purdy and how they handle um, him or how – actually, in retrospect, how he handles them uh, would be the more uh, apt – correlation there I think because we've seen when Brock Purdy gets confused and and when things aren't as easy for him then it can be an issue and and he can make mistakes and cost his team games but we've also seen him rise above it and, and do things that you wouldn't expect out of him like he did in the NFC championship game so that to me is the key matchup if Brock Purdy can be um 90% of his his regular season self in this game, 80% even, I think the San Francisco 49ers are the more talented team and have a, a good chance to win this game. But you can't out, 
count out Patrick Mahomes ever. Um, this year proves that more more than ever. Um, and it's just he's one of those rare guys that when the lights shine brightest, he shines brightest. And so we'll see how that plays out as well. And if this San Francisco 49ers defense can do enough to uh, contain him, uh, keep him in the pocket, keep him, keep him from scrambling, using his legs and just sitting back there all day, waiting for the open guy to work out. It's going to be a fun matchup. It is. And I, I'm anxious to see, you know, we're already starting to hear some trickles of, you know, George Kittle would not have practiced. And so you, the injury yeah. component of this thing will be something that it gets way more focused next week when you're starting to have a regular work week in terms of the injury reports and who's in the lineup, Debo Samuel. There's a lot of question marks on both teams, actually, yeah. when you're thinking McCaffrey's about who's going to be able. Yep, exactly. So there, there's going to yeah. be a lot to discuss, and we'll do that for sure on this show next Friday. Man, that's going to be crazy right before the yeah. Super Bowl. But right Jeremy, tell us what's coming up on, uh, well, it could be an article. It could be a yeah. podcast. I know you got the Q&A this weekend. What's coming up? Yep, Q&A. Stay tuned for that. Um, uh, follow me on uh, X on Twitter, at the bets 93 I've been doing uh, a new little short on Twitter every day now, the Daily Drive, uh, where I just give my 60-second uh, thoughts on the Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, something relevant for that day. I'll do that on weekdays, so you can check those out. Um, and then on the uh, written side, I'm I'm still working on uh, the player side of uh, the offseason playbook. Uh, there's a lot to that, so I'm trying to see how to to divvy that up and, and make it work. Um, and then eventually I'm going to be doing some uh, free agency wish lists and maybe even uh, quarterback uh, look-see at, at guys that they could pick up in the different uh, formats, whether that be draft free agency or trade. I know you did a trade article that was very good uh, this, this or yesterday. So I uh, really enjoyed that one. People got really pissed about that. Like social media. Did they? Like, oh, why would they like, I, they're, like, they're not going to do this. This is stupid. And I said, I didn't say I want them to do this. I'm just yeah. posing the question. <laughs> like you could also trade for a quarterback. Like that's not yeah. out of the realm of possibility. And the players that I listed were not even that wouldn't be that expensive. Justin Fields would be the most expensive. But you had someone like Trey Lance, uh, who has a ton of upside, but yeah. never really proven anything. Mac Jones, who's probably going to be on his way out of New England. And I think the yeah. other one, like Geno Smith, maybe they want to yeah. start over in Seattle. And so he's been successful as well. And then I was like, oh, this is stupid. Okay. It's not like you were calling okay. for Dak Prescott or anything, right? It's not like I <laughs> predicted a, a, a yeah. trade. I just posed the question, should yeah. they trade? You said no. Thank you for your input. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> all right, Jeremy, I'll let you out of here, man. Uh We'll talk next Friday Sounds for good. sure, but in the meantime, man, take it easy. You too. Have a good one. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And a big thank you to Jeremy for taking the time, as he always does on Fridays. It's always fun to talk with him. Uh, you know, we're getting up for getting ready for the Super Bowl. You got to get yourselves amped up for that. I, even though the Steelers aren't playing, I love it, but let's finish this show with a heart to heart. Like we always do every Friday, this yesterday, Thursday was February 1st and it was the 15 year anniversary. Can't believe it's been 15 years, 15 year anniversary of Super Bowl 43. 
Super Bowl 43, the Steelers' sixth and last Super Bowl victory. We all know it. The James Harrison interception return for a touchdown at the end of the first half. Santonio San Holmes' toe-tapping catch in the end zone to win the game. Uh, it, it had it all. What a great football game that was, and I say that as the Steelers were victorious. The one thing that I, I just can't get through in my mind is, like, I remember my son, who is 15 years old now, was he was a newborn in November of 2008. And I remember my brother and his wife were there with our family and a couple friends. We watched the game. It was ex- it was awesome. We were jubilant, excited, jumping up and down in our condo. I went in and got my son out of his crib, wrapped him in a terrible towel. We have all these pictures. We're all holding up six fingers. And it's just, I can't believe, where did time go? Where did time go? Like, I, I, I'm, I just can't believe it's been 15 years. That is absolutely mind-boggling to me. And it's something we spoke about on the Steelers preview. Last night, if you if you didn't listen, go back and check it out with myself, Dave, and Brian as we talked about some of our fond memories of, of the Steelers around that anniversary. So uh, Super Bowl 43, that last drive was incredible, was absolutely incredible. It was all Ben to Santonio Holmes. Heinz Ward got another ring. Man, that was such a special team, such a special moment. And if you lived it, you'll never forget it. No doubt about that. So what's coming up for me? Well, on on Monday, we're going to have a a Let's Ride with a Monday morning conversation. I'm going outside the realm here. When I say outside the realm, I'm not going to be bringing in a Steelers person. We're going to be talking to someone that knows a lot about Arthur Smith and what he did down in Atlanta. And also, this person does some great work with college football. So he was at the Senior Bowl. We're going to talk with him as well about all of that on Monday's Monday morning conversation. So you want to make sure you're there for that. But in the meantime, I hope you all have a great weekend. Enjoy those Pro Bowl games. I'm joking. I'm not watching that crap either. Have a great weekend. We will see you back on Monday. You know we finished out. Be safe, be kind, and God bless. See ya. This is Will Friedle. In a world that sometimes feels uncertain, where communities can be disconnected, there are beacons of hope in your neighborhood. Introducing Neighbor to Neighbor, a California volunteers network. They believe that the people living all around you are your best bet at creating meaningful social bonds and preparing you for the next big weather event. Whether it's lending a helping hand to a neighbor in need or standing together in times of natural disaster, Neighbor to Neighbor empowers you to grow your community. Visit caneighbors.com to learn how you can help build a more connected community. Neighbor to neighbor, it takes a neighborhood. Hi, this is Dr. Laurie Santos. In a world that sometimes feels uncertain, there are beacons of hope in your neighborhood. Introducing Neighbor to Neighbor, a California volunteers network. We believe that the people living all around you are your best bet at creating meaningful social bonds and preparing you for the next big weather event. Whether it's lending a helping hand to a neighbor in need or standing together in times of natural disaster, Neighbor to Neighbor empowers you to grow your community. Visit caneighbors.com to learn how you can build a more connected community. Neighbor to Neighbor. It takes a neighborhood. 
Hi, this is Matt Rogers. And this is Bowen Yang. In a world that sometimes feels uncertain, where communities can be disconnected, there are beacons of hope in your neighborhood. Introducing Neighbor to Neighbor, a California volunteers network. They believe that the people living all around you are your best bet at creating meaningful social bonds and preparing you for the next big weather event. Whether it's lending a helping hand to a neighbor in need or standing together in times of natural disaster, Neighbor to Neighbor empowers you to grow your community. Visit caneighbors.com to learn how you can help build a more connected community.